You better believe it. On a Saturday morning, and the sun's out, it's looking good. February 17th, 2024, on Peter Boyle's lines are jammed. 710 KNUS, the weather, 40 will be the high. Sunny this afternoon, 52 on Sunday, Monday, 59, and 62 on Tuesday. And it's motorcycle weather is back. So a couple different things to do. And one of my favorite things that I do mind games with, and I have a friend that from New Orleans, and he and I talk about this more than you know, but I had this theory that uh, the ambassador, Joseph P. Kennedy, made a deal with the devil, and he double-crosses the devil. And the devil then starts. He takes all of his sons. He takes Joe in the war. He takes Jack in assassination. And, he, and then he takes Robert in assassination. Ted never goes anywhere. He's got the daughter that they, they lobotomize, and it just goes on. And then Jack's son is killed, and the, the, the kill, and so it comes from, and I, I, I with you know the the blues and Robert Robert Johnson was, and he, Robert Johnson was poisoned if you remember the you know so as the story goes, nobody could play like this. Robert Johnson couldn't play a lick, and he goes down to the crossroads, and comes back like this. See? Tells you what it did. Down to the crossroads. I went to the crossroads. That crossroads are there, man. So, that's a legend, Robert Johnson. And he double crossed the devil. The devil took Robert Johnson. And remember, uh, Joe Kennedy, um, his father, is, they, they called him JP, I think. It was just a bar owner in Boston. They were the bunch of mix that came from the old country. He got into Harvard. Where did he make the deal? 710KNUS. Danny Capsis's law firm, um, my friend and a good friend, and believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multimillion-dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases, all legit. And Danny and his partners have won largest truck crash jury verdicts in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven and eight figure settlements and verdicts speaks for itself. A firm where good people from all walks of life, without regard to the ability to pay, receive the same level of representation that the rich and powerful enjoy. Dan Kaplan's Law believes talks cheap, Experience counts and results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and of court settlements. And take it from me and my family about Danny. Dan Kaplis came through. Believes that who you hire says so much about you and everybody involved. The firm, Dan's firm, believes that core values have been the foundation of why they're successful in faith and integrity and hard work and dedication. If you need Dan's help, 303 770 5551, a simple phone call, 303-770-5551, or hit dancaplislaw.com, C-A-P-L-I-S, law.com. Thanks, Danny, for being on the show. Uh, we go back to Mike. We start with Mike, and we're talking about how did we get here, the political scene in America today. Mike, thank you, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, well, uh Another question he asked before that was, uh, would you vote for Trump? 
again, and I did this week. Uh, I don't know if my ballot is going to count. <laughs> we'll see. Right? Well, you know, I mean, I, he, he, listen, one way or the other in Colorado, I got my ballot Friday, too, well, and yeah, I got to figure it course. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, uh, you're that conflicted or what? No, it's just, you know, it's the down ballot stuff that's important. Um, Colorado's going to Colorado's going to go for the Democrat. That's what's happened I think, here. I think the only thing I had on my ballot was, um, um, I don't know how they figured this out either, by the way. The only thing I had was people on it. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. I know. I mean, yeah. I, I, but my point is, next November, this pending November, when it's cutting time on the ranch, Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, like I said, I, I actually, I wish I would have uh, took a little more time to read these names on the ballots. Yeah, I didn't know. I can't think of um, Joe Dokes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm with, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I wish I would have maybe took a picture of it or something, you know. Yeah. Um, because yeah, there's a lot of names there. I I just never heard of or there you are. Thought of. <laughs> Should tell you well, something. <laughs> yeah, I do remember uh, Miss Haley. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> was on the but list. See, that's um, why I'm coming back to this on March the fifth. I, I, this is the first time this morning I was right, but March the fifth is Super Tuesday, and I knew it was California and Texas, and I went out during the pause and looked Massachusetts, Vermont, North Carolina. Now, Super Tuesday is that March 5th where the presidential primaries and caucuses are, are held, I think, in about a dozen states. And the winner of all of that is considered to be the favorite to eventually get the party's nomination for the presidential election. My personal belief is that Joe Biden's got to – he's got to get off. But that doesn't mean he will. And then it comes down. So you got Joe who has slipped into nothingness and Donald Trump who – quite possibly could be found guilty in a criminal case, a criminal trial is more than one. What do you do? Well, it'll go to appeal. Um, Forget the appeal. What do you do? What do you do in the ballot box? Oh, uh, uh, my original answer stands. Yeah. Hmm. Still vote for Trump. But I mean, Biden has an interesting basket case, study case, study basket case Hmm. in in and of himself, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he is, um, you know, there's a story, Woodrow Wilson had a stroke, and he actually had it here in Pueblo, Colorado, and he was trying... Dr. Jill, Dr. Jill signed all the papers, right? Dr. Jill, she's Edith Wilson. Dr. Edith, yeah. Yeah, she's Edith Wilson, and, 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 and Colonel House, and, you know, he was incapacitated, you know, Woodrow Wilson, he... He was trying to actually he was trying to sell the League of Nations and nobody wanted to buy. And now who would be Colonel House in this administration? You know, I thought that many times myself. Who's Colonel House? And I, just now, I don't know. I don't either. Because there's enough people in and around Trump or Trump in and around Biden. But seemingly they're all going to the hospital. Too, so I, I, I don't know. It's like but uh, Colonel House and Edith Wilson ran America. There's just no, and they hit it. And, and they would go in the other room and they'd come back with a signature. You never saw Woodrow Wilson sign. 
It was them. Was he in there for, for how many years was the year? He actually he was a one term guy, but actually actually was he was the second because he kept America out of war was his claim, and then uh, the, um, the 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 was it Lusitania wasn't wasn't the Lusitania it was oh, no, my mind's not working. But then the tar- right. I think it was Lusitania. It gets torpedoed. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then that starts the drum beat. And then, then Woodrow Wilson goes to war. And the war's over. He goes to Versailles, makes a fool out of everybody, including himself, and comes home. But by this time, the U.S. Senate wants nothing to do with the League of Nations. And Woodrow Wilson tries to campaign to get people to support the League. And he gets to Pueblo. And he has a stroke, mm. and that's okay, yeah. And they pack him home, and they hide him out. You know, he lives. For he, how long? Um, he lives. He finishes up his term, and then he and Edith. If it's been years since I read his life, they go rent a house, or they get a house somewhere in Washington D.C., and they live there. And they're kind of—I don't want to say they're like the Obamas, but they're—they—they live in D.C. He still has a little bit of say, but he's. He's incapacitated. I mean, he had a massive stroke, but he did. He did survive it. He did. He did finish up the term, and um, he and Edith lived someplace in D.C. Yeah, that is very. That is somewhat similar to the. Yeah, the very much so. But, very much so. But I mean, massive stroke. I, I just thought of John Fetterman. What what has happened to him? He's, well, he's, he's, he's flipping like up. A miraculous oh, healing. You know, he's, they, yeah. they they love him. I mean. All the guys. Well, I, no, the Democrats hate him. No, but the, sure. the guys I grew up with who have become like these hardcore, not not Republicans. They would never tell you they're Republicans, but they would tell you they're conservative. They love them. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, we. I didn't like yeah. them. They call. They always called him Frankenstein when I talked to them. But they did well, call him Frankenstein. Yeah. But, I, I, I used worse words than that. Oh yeah. Take no, the, the take, guys like. Yeah, take the last comment. Take the last one. And we'll... Well, the guys like night and day uh, change and difference. I don't know. How did we get here? It, it didn't happen overnight. It happened through a takeover of uh, uh, Hollywood, uh, the educational system. Uh, Ward Churchill said, uh, you know, put on a suit. Remember, good old Ward? Sure. And, and he said, you know, uh, uh, become all... Uh, 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 straight uh, cut and shaven, and yeah. uh, you know, Look take good. over, oh, yeah. infiltrate, uh, well, infiltrate, subjugate, uh, subverse. You know, Karl Marx called it moling, moling in. And there used to be an underground newspaper that I used to read out of Boston, and it was called the Old Old, the Old Mole. And when you read Karl Marx, Karl Marx said, "Be the old mole," and mole in. And I think you see it. In the teachers' unions, I think you see it in all kinds of different places where these people have mold, M-O-L-E-D, mold in, mm-hmm. and um, that's what it's called. And this oh, yeah, this yeah. stuff goes back to Uncle Carl. Yeah, they're in your local city council. Yeah, well, I yeah. Mean, this, is yeah where, sure. this is where Republicans, conservatives, uh, libertarians are making their move counter mole. Uh, getting back into these positions. And uh, I don't know why we live in interesting times. May you. It's a curse. (laughs) Hey, thank you. Wonderful call. Another great call this morning, man. Thanks. 
Are you all set for it getting cold? Boy, it was cold last night and this morning. You need to check out Arvada Army Navy Surplus. I love the place. They've been serving customers in Old Town Arvada since 84. They offer a vast collection of ski and insulated work gloves and winter hats and boots and selection of Carhartts. Carhartts, man, like, that's they're it. And lightweight and heavyweight sweatshirts and rugged pants. And, and I got some socks on. I get all my socks on now, these big wool socks. Premier hiking and work socks. So whether you're a seasoned winter enthusiast or a beginner looking to have some fun. You got Army Navy surplus stores. I mean, ever since I was a kid, like you wander around in them. Stephen and his staff are highly knowledgeable and will assist you in finding all the gear you need for anything you want to do. The store has so many cool things to check out. You'll never want to leave. And just wander through it and go, man, that's cool. That's cool. I love the historical military gear, so it's all on display. Kids and grandkids. Stop by and see them. Old Town Arvada, or check them out at arvadasurplus.com. Arvadasurplus.com. It's arvadasurplus.com. It is, we're in good shape. 15 after the hour, Louis, we're in good shape. Back to the phones we go. We go to Aaron. Aaron, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Aaron, man, thank you. Hey, hey Peter, man. You do a great show. Thank uh, you. I don't care uh, what they say. You're a true histori- uh, historian. And this, I don't it, care what it, they it, say. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. I mean, you may call yourself an amateur historian, but I think you're a true historian. Well, you can beat the pants out off of any so-called academic in this country, especially uh. what's going on on Harvard or Princeton on these Ivy League schools, which is ridiculous. But my, but the thing is, Pete, you had two Palestinian. Uh, young people on there, aka mm-hmm. AKA Arabs. What was your impression of these two young, well, uh, pa- uh, yeah. these two pals? What was? I mean, what's your what's your impression of those two? Yeah, I took a lot of heat for that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, they they get no, they can't get on air anywhere. The uh, woman mm-hmm. who's a doctor, then the other guy, and I'm actually uh, angry enough to want to bring them back. But yeah, it was going. Bring them back. Yeah, no, I will. Yeah, and, good. And the voice of the Palestinian mm-hmm. is not allowed to appear. And one of the things that's happened, and it's really interesting because the Biden people are now struggling with what you have to do in Israel, what do they have to do in Gaza. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a friend who's written some interesting stuff about all of that stuff. And, yes. you know, I mean, how many, I mean, all, now it's like we're trading off dead kids. Yep. And... It, and that may be that place of all places that there is no tomorrow. It's it's yesterday repeating itself. Now Netanyahu doesn't seem to have he doesn't isn't going to stop. No, no, no. He, it, you know, he's not going to stop. And, and, and thinking about it, I don't think he should stop because talking to those two, and I was very impressed talking with those two. Um, they they never condemned the attacks no. on as uh, they can't. on innocent. They, 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 those two never condemned the, the Hamas's attack they can't. on on Israeli citizens. One of the things that my my mm. friend who lives and comes in and out of Gaza a lot, mm. he was telling me how much money Hamas is getting from the world. Oh, it's crazy! Oh no, he said you'd be just and, and in some of its five dollar contributions and two pounds, as they say in Britain, and mm. then how much money from the Arab world. And it's flowing into their coffers. And remember, the leadership of Hamas doesn't even live in Gaza. No, they don't. And 
It was the same thing with the PLO. And nope. Arafat. Arafat lived in mm-hmm. his family. They banked in France, I'm pretty sure. But yep. they – so there is no way out except they say a death toll now is over 25,000, 26,000. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But one thing you do know is you, you're not going to eradicate this. You know, if you think that you just kill these people and they're not coming back, Aaron, they're coming back. Well, uh, you said many times, Peter, it, it's, it, it's tough to beat a birth rate. Can't. Yeah, it's, it's tough to beat a birth rate. And, and Peter, before Israel was created, what was Pal- what was going on before Israel was created in that part? What so, was going on it was always with, the, with the Palestinians, Arabs, before Israel? No. Was there peace, harmony, utopia? They, they, what was going on? Well, it, it was always under empire. Um, okay. If yeah. you go back and like it, it, at the time of, of Jesus, it's a Roman, mm-hmm. it's a Roman empire. Uh-huh. Uh, it becomes an Islamic empire. Then, okay. then it becomes, you know, the Ottomans. And there's people in and out of there all the time. They rarely, if ever, get a moment. And not uh, Palestinian, Israeli aside, or Hebrew, you know, or Muslim, mm-hmm. Muslim Hebrew together. They, yeah. they're always got somebody conquering one or the other. And yeah. under the Ottomans, from my reading, the under the Ottomans, everybody, yeah. they got along. Conquered so many times. I don't know who who actually owns that uh, piece of land. Well, now you can now it, talking to my aunts. You can go biblical sure. because you know they, because they'll 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 they'll, they'll come with me mm-hmm. to a biblical place where in biblically it, it the land belongs to uh, uh, the, so, the Jews or the Israelis or whatever. But biblically, does that I make mean, t- talking to my aunt? Does that make God a real estate agent? Yeah, that's what and you know. So that's what that young man. That's what said. he said. Yeah, and that's what he said. And you know something? He was right. He was absolutely right. He, he was absolutely right. He was absolutely. Right. Does that make God uh, a real estate? And it's, you know something? He was right. But it's it's might, M I G H T. Might makes right. Yeah, yeah. And you said because you also brought up the British. The, the huh. British controlled that part of the territory, right? Is that Always. right? After the after the Ottomans, after the First World War. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the the British and the French, yeah, the British and the French c- yeah. controlled it. They con- and, 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 so, and they ran it, and, and they ran it. And in the in the Palestinians and the Arabs were were occupying the land that they controlled. Oh, they they triple crossed the Arabs. They did terrible things to the Arabs, and mm-hmm. the Arab the Arab world has yeah. a very long memory. And ag- yeah, again, you're right. You know what? I guess the mm-hmm. I get from my, and I'm going to get my friend on the. He's he was he was now he's a chance he's going back. He was going to do the show, mm-hmm. but he said you you can't believe how much money's coming from all over the world, and and some mm-hmm. of it five dollar contributions, and some of it I'm mm-hmm. sure that whatever this whatever the Saudis are sending, but these people, they're, they're, this isn't going to end. Yeah, I, it, 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 you're right. It, it's like Groundhog Day. Absolutely. It just, it just it's this it's a cycle of violence. It lows down and continues and, and continues and continues. So I mean, Peter, after all of you read about this insanity going on in that part of the world, is is there a solution to this insanity, or is just going to be well, well, you know, an eye for an eye, a two for teeth, yeah. will kill you, kill, mm-hmm. will kill, will kill it. I mean, is is there is there any kind of solution to end 
this insanity going on in that part of the world. Well, there, there's this thing that gets floated around called this, this, the, uh, the two-state solution. The two-state solution. But remember, now, what do you think about that? No. Yeah, because talking to the two Palestinians, he said, no, there's a one-state yeah, one one solution. Remember, I always tell mm. people, when you look at Israel mm-hmm. and think of Mr. Peanut, that, and he's round at the top and comes in at the sides, and he's round out the uh, and on mm-hmm. one, one side is the West Bank, and one side is Gaza. You got Gaza, yeah. And so the West Bank is all the way on the other side of the mm-hmm. state is, 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 uh, is West Bank. I I can't I mean and I don't know what history would teach us except it just continues but it's like you Ukrainians and Russians before the Romanovs before the you know the main principal ruling body ruling mm-hmm. yeah. before the Romanovs they're killing each other and they're, they're killing and, each other. they're and, knocking and, each other off and the Poles are killing them and they're killing the yep. Poles and they, yeah. you, I mean, I, and the Ukrainians are killing these guys, and every once in a while the Swedes jump in and they kill a bunch of guys. But mm-hmm. they've been doing this to each other, Cossacks, yeah. and uh, and so been doing well, it to each other for centuries. For centuries, and for I centuries. Yeah, and it's like I, I, I'm reading Stalin and I'm reading FDR. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting yeah. there and they're trying to figure out. Okay, what are we going to do with the Germans? I mean, because they're really having these conversations. Mm, And they're at Tehran, and they're they're meeting in Tehran with Stalin. And the war's turned, and it's just a question of time. Mm -hmm. And so they say, okay, what are we going to do? You know, and and so Stalin says to the other big two, twice in my life, meaning First World War, and Second World War, he said, twice in my life, in my life, they have been at our throats. In other words, the First World War, they came under the Kaiser. Second World War, they came again under Hitler. And he said, mm-hmm. yeah. um, we're not. And that's when they, they wanted to, v- to divide up. And they did. And everybody thought they were no good fill in the blanks for dividing up Germany. I'm not defending Joe Stalin by any stretch. But oh, Stalin no. said, let them get back together again. Give them a couple of generations, and they'll be back at our throats again. And he was right. <laughs> the man, I mean, I mean, and, and you're right. I'm not defending. No, him. I'm not defending I Joe. Like, I mean, any, I mean, uh, any, any, any of these uh, butchers. No, but, but, but he, he said right. it. He said, "Let him." And and he, I'm reading these letters that he wrote, uh, Queen Willem, Wilhelmina of the Netherlands, who was an interesting woman, and she was in exile and. And she's writing him about, well, okay, what are we going to do? And, you know, and because mm-hmm. they had occupied Norway. Yeah. And he, he tells him, he said, look, they've come, come at us twice in my lifetime. Let them, yeah. put, let them put this thing back together. Give them a couple of generations. Yeah, and I mean, he, it's crazy. And, and he said, they'll be right back at our throats again. And, 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 and he's right. It seemed like the United States being in Vietnam. Well, the Vietnamese people kicked out the French. And they kicked out everybody. Vietnam. Yeah, they kicked he, up. They kicked out the Chinese. They kicked out yeah. everybody, and nobody. And, and, and when you thought the United States was going to be, what was the uh, United the people? Uh, uh, where, where were the powers to be thinking that well, the United weren't. States was going to go in there and change? No, they Afghan, the Vietnamese, after they kicked out all the other foreigners. They, plus, uh, they kicked idiots? they kicked out the Japanese also. But then the same things in Afghanistan. They just, they, they, just, they just kicked the Soviets out, and George Bush thinks, nah, I love you. I'll talk to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, Be safe. All right. Care. All right. Ah, 
we just had him on the show this morning, Dr. McWhorter, and talking about going and getting well. So when I first met, and this is through my friend Mel, introduces me, and he said, you can't believe how cool this is. So it's called it's called HBOT. So my daughter and I go to the hyperbaric chambers. And I got to tell you something. I'm claustrophobic. And I mean, <laughs> really claustrophobic. And so I watched her get in the chamber. They shoot it twice. And I'm going, dude, you're going to sell this on the show. You better get in there and see what you can do. And when they expand them, when they blow them up, and and there's tons of room. I, I'm actually reading this French guy's history of the Cold War. Boils, you must get alive. And I pack it with me, and I read for an hour inside the tank. It's pre, you breathe pure oxygen in a pressurized chamber, and it's an oxygen environment, and it enhances the healing by boosting oxygen delivery to tissues, reduces inflammation, promotes recovery. Legitimate. I mean, all my other straight doctors that aren't, you know, the hyperbaric guys, they go, hey, this is the setup. Pittsburgh Steelers and all these. Uh, Tom Brady sleeps in one. Now, they're, the Heidi's, they're not there. They're there. Call 303-353-9623. My word on it. Um, benefits, post-surgical recovery. Um, Dr. McCallum loves this stuff. Dr. Watt loves it. Increased oxygen levels and the, the, the release of stem cells just improves you. And so right now, the two for 10 deal and get 10 visits, 10 hours for the cost of two hours. Visit them online. It's the T-H-E, uh, then it's B-O-T-SPA.com. But call them up. Just take the deal. Uh, operators are standing by, as they say, in the bluebacks, 303-353-9623. I mean, it's, now you'll get in it for the first time. They put the oxygen on your nose and they zip you in and you're going, oh, my. Now, from pro athletes to stay-at-home moms, hyperbaric oxygen therapy helps. 303-353-9623. Please. All right, we're going to take a turn. All right, losing charge right after this. Here we go. Morning, everybody. It's a Saturday, the 17th of February. Jimmy Buffet. 2024, 710 KNUS. Remember, that's David Allen Coe. Jimmy Buffett doesn't live in Key West anymore. It's a great tune. 710 KNUS, thanks for being here. 303-696-1971. As always, talk radio, no man. It's master, drifting in and out. I don't know, starting weeks ago, I guess, because we've been packed up with guests and other issues. But I thought this would be a great time to do an open line segment on the political scene in America today. And voting and voting for certain people. But how did we get here? Conspiracy theories, accusations, the madman theory, which is an interesting history theory. The level of insanity, the attacks, the media, talk radio, the Internet. What puts all this together? So back to the phones that we have jam lines. Colorado Springs, this is Ralph. Ralph, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Yeah, you are. Thank you very much for taking my call. Pleasure. Uh, I would like to, how shall I say, put in a vote for having the Palestinians back. That was incredibly interesting. And that's a story that we well, aren't hearing. Well, <laughs> no, I will. But um, and the interesting thing with them is they they have tried plenty of places to get on, and I, it's probably not fair to give them up. But 
they had some really interesting stories about contacting media outlets and how they were treated. So, yes, of course. So, yeah, well, maybe do it next weekend. Good. I have two points, both historical. One is international and one is domestic. One of your earlier callers, I think it was Nick, was the one who pointed out the decline and fall of empires. Mm -hmm. uh, we have forgotten what Paul Kennedy wrote in the 1980s on his, in his book, The Rise and Fall of the Great Powers, that we have over our, extended ourselves at least since the fall of the Berlin Wall, if not before. Way, be and, way, way before, way before. All right, I'll accept that. But at least that was the last time I thought we might have a chance to turn around, and we didn't. Fair enough, uh, fair enough. But the problem is what we don't realize, this concept of making America great again, is you cannot go back to the 1950s. I mean, the debt is just too big. The problem that I have with what you are asking, which is how did we get here, is I think a question that I answer with the speech that Benjamin Franklin gave when he hmm. signed the Constitution. Mm -hmm. He didn't give the speech, you know, that right. it was James Wilson that right. gave it for him, right. his good friend. But there is a sentence in there that says, this republic is likely to be well administered for a course of years. Mm -hmm and can only end in despotism, as other forms have done before it, when the people shall become so corrupted yeah. as to need despotic government, there was a, being incapable of any other. There was a Frenchman that came here, and his name was de Tocqueville. De Tocqueville. And de Tocqueville traveled and observed America. And one of de Tocqueville's conclusions, and he had many, de Tocqueville said, as soon as, and he used the word largesse, as soon as the politicians figured that they could vote the largesse of the treasury, the game was mm -hmm. over. In other words, me promising I'll take care of you, which is ruining Denver right now, the I, the I will take care of you mayor. But he was preceded by an I will take care of you mayor. Another I will take care of you mayor is now an I, can t I will take care of you senator. You know, but as soon – and then people voted for them because – you're voting to be taken care of. And Tocqueville said, as Alexis de Tocqueville said, as soon as they figured that out, it's doomed. It's over. And principally, it's true in a, in a lot of ways. Um, well, and that's, that's the problem that I have. I mean, I can, I can go back to, say, the Roman Empire and the Gracchi. Well, sure. Gra Gra yeah, sure. Sure. Brothers. Huh. But the bottom line on it is... There is no going back. You are not going to be able to make America great again. The only question is, what do we do with what we have? And I guess I come out, and you'd ask the question of your previous callers, I am going to vote for anyone but Trump. And the reason for that is I've lived a long life. I've had a very good life. The system has been good to me. And I'm afraid that the only way Trump stays out of jail is he destroys the system. Now, well, well, is I, this one? I'm, I'm a, I'm, I don't want to say I'm an expert on Trump's life. I'm a reader of Trump's life. And what's dawned on me and what happened in the courtroom with that 450 million, plus he's got the 83 million, plus I don't know what's going to happen other places. 
But this has been – I mean this is his life. This is who he is. He's, he's, mm-hmm. He fights with the media. I mean now they're talking about the media being his enemy. Go back into New York and what the, the – I can't remember the names, the Post and the, the, these different newspapers. When he was involved with his wife and Marla Maples and – I mean they – and I think the – Liz Smith was this – society columnist and sob sister and I mean that was front page stuff everybody was following and Trump hated them and then they started digging under his fence and finding out that the Taj Mahal was on shaky ground and Trump Tower and these Arabs come over and they 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 bail him out and Fred Trump bails him out and and he's and he's you can see these things where he it's Sam Donaldson I had to think during the break he he just jumped Sam Donaldson and and Donaldson's doing an interview with him about his books and Trump just gorillas the guy and then he gets all this kind of so he's always been that guy and it seems like these themes that run through Donald Trump's life he's bigger than life you know he's got his own airplanes and helicopters and great looking women and you know and he he BSs people on how much his net worth is and so where are we now? The same thing all over again, except now nobody can see him for who he is. This is his character. This is this is who he is. He's this guy, and he stiffed a lot of people, and he burned a lot of people on uh, little small guys, you know, like glazers and you know and, wall- and drywallers and stuff like that, and they get burned. <laughs> no, I'm serious about this, and. No, and, no, I'm I'm a retired real estate attorney. And well, uh, you're preaching to the choir and, here, my friend. And whether you know, and, and that story about Fred Trump coming in, and uh, you know, Fred Trump's like, it's like what a guy he must have been. And so Donald Trump has, in the process of losing the Taj, and Fred's kind of against him building the Taj. Or at least is the stuff I read. And so somebody comes into the tables, and he actually turns out to be a lawyer for, working for Fred. And he buys $6 million worth of chips in the Taj and then doesn't play them, walks out with them. And it was exactly the amount, the amount of money that Donald Trump needed to fight off the receivership of the Taj. Now, he ends up losing it anyhow. But it's Fred. <laughs> and, and they always talked about Fred, you know, Fred knowing the boys in New York. Well, you had to. You know, you're you're building stuff, and you had to know Fat Tony. You had to know those guys, and um, so Donald Trump's always, in my mind, after you know, I don't know, ten books, he's been he's that guy. And so, is he any different now than he was then? No, he's Donald Trump. And but that's the problem. That what you have yeah. is you can say the United States we or the United States. I. I yeah. And Donald Trump is the United States I. He's Donald Trump. Time. He's one of now, a kind. The, the one question I'll let you go, and that sure. is, you know, I go back to our excursion into Vietnam, and there is a famous picture, actually it's videotape, of a guy taking out, one of our troops, taking out a Bronson lighter and lighting the straw oh, yeah, village. Sure. Oh, yeah, and this caption was, or his statement was, we had to destroy the village in order to save, save it. it. Yes. And what I'm watching, I think, here in the United States is exactly the same thing, writ tremendously large. 
Trump has to destroy the system in order to save Trump. And that's the way I can't go. I see. I, I see it another way. He winning is everything. I mean, absolutely at all costs. You, will, I will win. Right. And well, yeah, and you understand that, and understand that, or at least try to understand that he calls his own shots. Uh, Mick Jagger's great line: "Your laws don't pertain to me," which I thought was a great line, and. Mm-hmm. And Trump has been, and maybe maybe the walls crash down now with the penalties and all this kind of stuff. But um, like I said, if you read his life, and I've, I'm not an expert, but just a reader, he's been this guy. And he's been, I mean, women have been a big part of it. Money's been an enormous part of it. Um, and, 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 and doing things that are really against the grain fighting Wall Street, and then surviving. I mean, he, he, he hand that to him as well. But this guy is this guy. It's who he is. And I, I have these conversations with people that just get upset. And I go, no, he's, you know, <laughs> he's been this guy. This is who he is. And he just dropped out of sight. But he was a huge friend and supporter of the Clintons at one time. And Bill Clinton was the first guy to say, make America great again. It was Bill Clinton. And um, and Trump snatches it, which is prefer- perfectly okay. But he hangs out with the Clintons. He funds the Clintons. And then he goes bad on the Clintons. And he tells people that he's always been a Republican. And he's always been Donald Trump. He hasn't always been a Republican. But he's always been Donald Trump. Thanks for your call. All right, man. 303-696-1971. Ski season is in full swing, Peter. In the snow, it's like they're getting I don't know, 22 inches in winter park. And it's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport for all the new gear. A lot of people don't start to ski until spring skiing or it gets lighter and there's more snow. And take it from me. <laughs> I mean, Larson's have been outfitting me and my family and my friends. If you need any ski or snowboard gear, if you're a renter, especially with kids and grandkids, um, snowboards or skis, you go in and you can you can rent what's called demos, which are new skis. And remember, next year they're going to be too small, so rent. And Jack Jack Marriott and John Marriott and Paul and everybody, the guys at Larson's take the time to get to know you, like doing a boot fitting or whatever it is that you need. It's the guys at Larson's absolute experts in everything you need for winter sports. Shop in today and tell them you heard it here. Larson Ski and Sport. So you're going westbound on I-70. Get off on Kipling. Come down the ramp. Make a left. Go underneath I-70. It's a tunnel. You come out on the other side. Look to the left, or excuse me, look to the right, look to the west. You see the Crab Shack. And then next to the Crab Shack, this big wooden box store. Seven days a week, Larson Ski and Sport. The absolute experts. So rentals, tunes, new, demos, whatever you want, whatever you need. Seven days a week. Larson Ski and Sport. All right, everybody. Good morning. I think we got an early start time. As you know, today was Jimmy's last day. I think we'll get to 9 a.m. next week, and we'll go 9 to 1. 40 will be the high, 52 on Sunday. This is 710 KNUS, Denver's talk station. Evan, I believe you waited the longest. You're on the show. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, Peter, always good to hear your voice. And, Thank you. Uh, 
when I listen to you, it always uh, generates more questions and more possibilities for debate. Uh, what I uh, have been thinking about, uh, was curious what you thought about it. It's not necessarily along the strict lines of what you're into today, but my thought is uh, some of this comes, I think, from the uh, Supreme Court. And uh, I believe that the Supreme Court should have more authority in the sense that you approach the court as a pleading attorney, and uh, they determine that under the Constitution, what you're doing is bunko. I think there's about three or four of them going on now along the East Coast, which are bunko, all which relate to Mr. Trump. Uh, but you approach the court that way, I think you should lose your license, uh, just well, my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, the Supreme Court's interesting. The, um, there was a book called The Brethren, um, Woodward's book about the Supreme Court, and it kind of left you with an interesting sense of who the court is. Um, that's, you know, what's the Supreme Court's job? To interpret the Constitution. That's its job. And that's why who's on that court's important. I don't think, I can't imagine how that court can allow them to keep Donald Trump off the, off the ballot in Colorado. In fact, his name's on it. But I, I just can't imagine that. I can't imagine them letting states' rights do that on something as important. But we, they have to rule, and they have to rule soon. The other stuff, you know, the court's done Roe v. Wade, but it's done Brown versus School Board, and it's Marbury Madison, and you can see all these moments where the the court has to make decisions that affect you and me. And But the idea of taking something to the court and then losing, it's like being a defense attorney, your guy goes to jail, should you... You know, you lose your license. I, I, I don't think so. One of the things that's troubled me, and because I wanted to get this in, and I can do it with you. Have you seen this thing with the mayor of Denver who wants to make the illegal immigrants cops? Have you seen that story? I have so much negative to say about the whole thing. If you're going to spend 180 million bucks. I think you should spend 180 million bucks to buy tickets and fly them back home. Yeah, yeah well, but here's my question. The other day by two panhandlers, yeah. one of whom was from Venezuela, whom yeah. I politely explained that he should maybe go back home. <laughs> this is my country. Yeah. But, you know, that's not a Christian approach. No, but, hey, it's a legit. Yeah, but here, here's my here's my question. How are you going to – this is to the mayor and the manager of safety. Who? How are you going to know? How are you going to know a background check on this guy? You don't think cartels aren't going to send guys in to become cops? I mean, how are you going to background check some guy bootlegged in here from Honduras or from Venezuela? Are you going to believe some corrupt country that background check a guy and then make him a cop? I mean, yes. think, Evan, yeah. I mean, I've been, I have been wanted to pop that off before I get out of here. But I'm thinking to myself, gee, the cartels won't be putting anybody in here with badges, will they? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, thank you. I mean, really, seriously. I mean, the this man, this mayor, it's, it's beyond belief. And asking people to take somebody into your home, that's your call. But what happens if you, the person you bring in ain't who you think it is? Very seldom would it be. Yeah. Very and and then what? How do you, real quick, um, what do you think happens? I mean, I'm giving you an open... Wide open shot here. we got about a minute. What happens? What happens next? Well, let me put in something real quick. 
the first day MJ was legal in this city, I was uh, walking out where I parked my car in the Cherry Creek Mall. There was a vehicle with a Pennsylvania plate. You seldom see a Pennsylvania plate. But in my opinion, since then, we have, and you mentioned uh, Gibbon the other day. I haven't read all of Gibbon, but parts of them. Oh, indeed. We have been in free fall decline, I think, ever since then. Uh, why, and I have a friend who is angry at Mr. Abbott in Texas for trying I, to... I got to pull, I gotta pull the pin on you. I, I do. A, I, I, Evan, I'd love to call. Thank you, sir. All right, everybody. Next week, we start at 9. Lou and I will go from 9 until 1. This is 710 KNUS. Look at the shoot. We got Jimmy on it on 710 KNUS. Thanks, Lou. Good job. Take care, everybody. Great show. Thank you all.